The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Mobile Marketing Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to take a long look at the small screen and discuss the biggest trend in marketing this millennium, mobile marketing. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses what you need to know about the technologies and tactics behind maximizing the impact of your mobile marketing strategies. With us today is Barry Nolan, who is the Chief Strategy Officer at Swerve, which is both a sponsor of the MarTech podcast and a platform that enables brands to connect with their customers with relevant messages in real time, with live data, and at scale by combining messaging across channels like push, in-app messaging, email, SMS, and OTT. So far this week, we've discussed how to move towards a mobile-first mindset, and today we're going to talk to Barry about his guide for the appropriate use of mobile notifications. Here's the second installment of Mobile Marketing Week with Barry Nolan from Swerve. Barry, welcome back to Mobile Marketing Week on the MarTech Podcast. Hey, Ben. Thank you so much. Looking forward to day two. Great to have you back here. I'm excited to continue our conversation. Just to recap some things we talked about yesterday, we talked about the mindset of thinking about mobile first. And I think the difference, if I had to summarize some of the things that you said, is it's not thinking about building a website for a small screen, and it's not just you can send in-app push notifications. It's thinking about your business in a way where you can have a consistent connection with your consumers. So we mentioned that one of the ways that you can engage your consumers is by pushing a notification to them when and where they are. You have access to their location. You could still use all your cookie targeting. You can keep in front of them all of the time. So what's the right balance for keeping someone's attention and finding their attention when it's appropriate and battling the noise of mobility? Well, here's the battleground everybody faces, and it is customer attention. And to be brutally honest about it, most consumers really don't give a damn about what you have to say or what a brand has to say. They really don't. And especially if that message is generic or unspecific or irrelevant, at the very best, you'll be tuned out. And at the very worst, you'll be turned off. The turned off thing is a key consideration in mobile, especially when you come to push notifications and push messaging. It's intrusive. It is the very definition of interruption marketing. And this weekend, I had to mind somebody's dog, and it was a yappy dog. It yapped all bloody weekend. 
and if your mobile marketing is yappy, you will be turned off. So that's just the context of it. How you solve that, very simple. In a word, it's about being relevant, being relevant to that user. And if you can be relevant to that user in real time, as we call it, or in that moment, as consumers call it, that's how you cut through. The interesting thing to me when you think about the push notifications, right? Like as a marketer, I think most of us would probably think about in-app notifications evaluated as an impression count. I have a million app installs. I'm sending one in-app notification a week. I'm getting a million impressions. But you do mention that they are intrusive and you can have people turned off or just tune you out. How do you evaluate what is a good opportunity for an in-app notification? And when is it just something that's going to be a distraction to your customers? So one way to challenge you on that, and this is what we work with our clients as well about, is do not focus on engagement or impressions or number. It's actually super easy in mobile marketing to game engagement. You just put, you know, it's the BuzzFeed of notifications. What you focus on is outcomes. And really what we are in the business of Swerve is actually changing outcomes and changing behaviors. And really, if you start focusing on outcomes, that really can then direct much more of your strategy and how that is. There are apps which, like for example, there's apps in the financial services sector where consumers, and if you get this right, have a near unlimited appetite from messages from their bank. So we're in lots and lots of mobile banking apps. And it's an amazing sort of dynamic that as soon as a banking customer starts using the mobile banking app, they abandon the website. They certainly abandon the branch. Actually, one of our Scandinavian banking customers in Swerve told me a stat a few weeks ago to say that in any one minute, they have more of their customers inside their mobile app in any one minute, no matter what time of day, than their entire branch network in an entire week. Those customers are coming in every single day and sometimes every second Thursday, which is payday, they're in 27 times in the day to see if they got paid, if the money's coming in. So what you do is you build strategies around that and what customers are trying to do. And that particular bank, they have a really incredibly high intensity notification strategy that you can set up, but it's about that user achieving goals. So some customers want to achieve very tight budgetary goals. They only spend like 50 bucks a day or 40 bucks a day. They might be students. And their messaging strategy builds around that goal. What's that outcome? So if they spend $5 on a chai latte or something, it says, hey, you've only got $25 left for the rest of the day. So they build that messaging strategy. So each brand is individual. I'm looking at my phone and I'm looking at the types of notifications that I set up. I get some sports notifications, probably the most frequent ones, calendar invites when it's raining, stuff from LinkedIn, when my podcasts have been launched, more sports, more sports, and the occasional Instagram when my wife posts something, and my house alarm. When you think about the different types of notifications, what are the types that people enjoy and like and get value of? And what are the types of notifications that are going to be intrusive? There's another way of looking at it. So let me quote some stats for you. So if you're a brand, a consumer brand, be it an airline or a bank or something like that, if you send a general type notification message, which is maybe a sale on now or a promotion or some promotional element, and you just send it to lots and lots of users, you get about a 1% engagement typically on that message. Anytime you start segmenting and using data around that user and delivering notifications that are relevant to that user, 
you get about a 20, 30% engagement rate, which is huge. And it's things like, which is relevant, says, hey, check-in is open or a window seat is available on your flight. Those type of things, which are much more perhaps pertinent to you if you're going on a flight. And then the final sort of category is that when you deliver, again, value or relevance to that individual, but you deliver it in the moment, you deliver it in real time, you get a 60 to 70% engagement rate. So again, it's all built around understanding individuals and understanding what they're trying to achieve. And the deeper dynamic of what's going on at mobile is, A, we get a tremendous amount of data from users. And if you're set up to really use that data, you can then deliver interactions or engagements or experiences with users that are valuable to them. A lot of this is super interesting. Peter Drucker, the management consultant, he wrote about 20, 30 years ago what the definition of marketing is. And I'm paraphrasing here, but the gist of it is that marketing isn't advertising and it isn't promotions. The purpose of marketing is to understand a customer so well that the product or service can wrap itself around that individual and almost sell itself. And we're now getting to a situation in MarTech, especially in the space that we're talking about today in terms of mobile marketing, where you have systems that operate at such speed and such scale and such individuality that we can actually wrap individual experiences around the individuals. One of the most successful sort of notification, and we're talking about notifications today, campaigns we have running for a different huge airline, about 60 million journeys a year. And the notification will probably say something like, hey, Ben, Thanks for flying with us to London next week. Do you want to book your usual window seat? That notification comes in and show a window seat. And it will have buttons at the bottom of that notification where you can purchase with just a click. And that converts it around 31%, which is just huge money because airlines today make most of their money on ancillary revenues. But if you think about it, that whole message is just built around that individual on that particular flight. And we know in the past six years, they've always bought a window seat. So that's kind of where you get to that relevancy with that individual that's talking about giving the user a good outcome. It just has a total resonance with an individual. So it all starts with data, starts with testing these type of campaigns. And then after a while, once you've tested and maybe tested and you see it working, you put your systems in effectively into autonomous mode where they autonomously speak with customers. And really, that's what the future of marketing is. Yesterday, we talked a little bit about my dating metaphor, which I think is relevant for mobile marketing, which is you have to find the right person, the right place at the right time. When you think about notifications, what I'm hearing is, look, if you have the right person and you send a message to them at the wrong place at the wrong time, you're probably going to get a 1% conversion rate. If you're sending the right message to a person at the right time, Generally, you're going to get a 1%. If you're doing relevant 20 and if you found your future wife or husband or whatever you're into, then you're up to a 70% conversion rate. Katie, if you're listening to this, you're my 70% conversion rate. I love you. (laughs) That said, there has to be a business model impact here. People are sending those batch and blast impersonal marketing messages for a reason. They are still driving business results and a 1% conversion rate is higher than what you're getting when you're putting an ad on Facebook. So what is stopping brands from interrupting their customers and causing them to go through context switching? I hate it. It drives me nuts that, you know, everybody is innocent until proven guilty where I'm from. And mobile apps are the same. But if you send me one notification that is just out of the blue and just a sales message, I'm turning off all of your notifications. That's probably how most of us feel because context switching is painful. I'm in the middle of doing something and I get this notification. Now I'm looking at my phone and it costs me three to four minutes every time that happens. It could bury your whole day. 
So what is stopping brands from doing that, knowing that when they just constantly inundate consumers with messaging, there's a positive business impact? So if you start off doing mobile marketing and do some of the behaviors that you describe, you will get high engagement initially, but it's precipitous. It falls off like a cliff. And quite quickly, you see that the engagement rates that you had previously collapse. And we have had, like in the telco space, CROs fighting with the marketing team to deliver more campaigns inside the app because it's converting so well. And actually, if you look at the history of all channels and marketing, every single one of them gets abused. Email. Email is basically direct mail with free stamps. And when you give people free stamps, they send too many messages. And you see the impact that has on email in terms of engagement rate from when it started. SMS was the great white hope for a while. And that's been overused and abused. And it's the same with push. So it's all about having an understanding what outcomes do you want, thinking long-term, thinking strategically, and always thinking at the forefront of your mind before you create any campaign is, will this meaningfully add value to this customer? And if it's not going to meaningfully add value to this customer, pull back. Because if a user, as you mentioned, gets spammed, there's lots of dissonance, et cetera, they tune you out. And after they tune you out, when you become so irritating, they turn you off. And then your connection with that customer is gone. So you just have to think long-term about this. There's lots of pressures and lots of temptation. And as you mentioned, compared to advertising or email marketing, the numbers you can achieve in mobile are exponentially more, but you cannot use and abuse this channel. I think the lesson here is that the less targeted and contextually relevant your messages are, the more churn you're going to have in terms of the people that are opting in to receive your notifications. Exactly that. But also there was one other thing you mentioned, I just want to pick it up, is time. So the average enterprise app is opened for 45 seconds. So a big thing you're trying to achieve in mobile is speed. Get the job done as quickly as possible. I mentioned some examples about airlines and window seats and selling. Make it as frictionless and easy as possible for that conversion. Because if the process takes longer than 30 seconds or 40 seconds, conversion falls off a cliff. So speed, speed, speed. Actually, marketers are tuned to drive up minutes and drive up session time and session length. Think the opposite in mobile especially if you're a utility app or an enterprise app, get the job done as quickly as possible before the customer at the end of the line gets so frustrated or so distracted that they're gone. So I guess an important question here is how to understand what's going to be contextually relevant. Talk to me about the signals that you can gain from the mobile experience to understand when and how you should be sending notifications. Again, it goes back to, as we spoke about in day one, the mobile mindset and thinking natively in mobile and what can I achieve? And oftentimes we're bringing in lots and lots of different signals from lots of behaviors. We call it multidimensional segmentation, where there's lots of dimensions and inputs coming in to drive a decision as to whether to do an interaction. One of our clients is a telco, 14 million customers, 13.9 million of them are prepaid customers. And those customers, their propensity to churn is always at eight or nine. So every single day that telco wakes up and 14 million other customers might churn that day. So what they work on, again, is real-time relevance. What's the most relevant campaigns we can deliver to users to drive conversion events? And a conversion for event, for example, for them, a dream conversion will be somebody's locked in for one month. So multidimensional segmentation is, again, pulling in that data and to create segments of value. So for them, it could be, can you tell me any user who's topped up 
by more than $10 twice in a month in the last year. And maybe the key trigger here is that their current balance is under a dollar or under $2. So that is an audience that has really good intent that they might convert. Because that telco is a product that if you spend more than $20 with them in a month, you get a free month's data, you get a free month's TV, et cetera. A really good package. So using data and using segments to understand segments that have real-time anticipated need in that particular moment, and then reaching out to those users and to drive a conversion event. And that's a context in terms of user behavior, and that's a context of mining lots of data. In Swerve, we ingest about 14 billion events a day of that type of user behavior. And we're built for this real-time economy so that in under 200 milliseconds of getting one of those events in, and we do 160,000 events a second, we can segment users. So when you have that power and that capability, you can actually drive a whole different set of marketing that was never achievable before because it's all based around individual real-time need. So that's just a sort of a long-winded way of explaining context in framing your push notifications. I think of breaking it what you're describing into three categories. There is someone's interaction with your business, you know, if they've spent X, Y, and Z, or whatever their relationship is with your business, then push a notification when they meet that criteria. There's their interactions with your website. If somebody logged in recently or hasn't logged in recently, independent of what their business relationship is. And then there's the notion of location geo-targeting. And if somebody goes to this event or they've made it to the airport or they're in the new city, are there any other triggers? I guess you mentioned turning their Wi-Fi on and off. Do they have a connection or not? Are there any other signals that brands are looking at outside of what's their relationship with the business? How are they using our web properties and where are they? Yeah. I mean, you mentioned web or you mentioned, uh, you know, mobile or et cetera. They are so many platforms customer use today. And customers seamlessly roam through platforms and channels. And customers don't see channels. They just see one brand experience, one consistent brand experience, or in many cases, one inconsistent brand experience. You're in your office today and say you're on your commute home on the train or maybe driving and you fire up a Netflix show on your phone. And when you get home later tonight and you're sitting down in front of the TV, you want to finish that Netflix show. Netflix knows what show you were last watching and it picks up the second or actually five seconds before your last drop off on your phone. That's an example of channels, omni-channel, consistent experience, a real-time understanding of user state. And really, that's what you need to achieve in this omni-channel world. We have like a media customer in Swerve, a huge media broadcaster, and they're on 15 platforms with us. And that platform could be Apple TV or Roku TV or mobile or web or apps and different types of apps, etc. So delivering an understanding of users and behaviors across all these platforms is super important, delivering consistent experiences. To go back to your question about triggers or influences or signals, they come from everywhere. And obviously, I think tomorrow we're going to talk about geo and we'll save that for tomorrow. One of the more interesting things we're doing at the moment is stuff we're doing connecting with Facebook. So Facebook do about $50 billion a year in advertising Many, many, many billions of dollars of that is app install advertising. You've probably seen that. You mentioned Instagram a little earlier. You scroll your Instagram feed and you might, if you're a student, for example, in the fall, you might see ads for a student bank account and you're heading off to college and you go, hey, I need a new student bank account. It's an app install ad for a particular bank. And you click install on Instagram and it installs that banking app. 
And one of the interesting things in terms of signals we're doing with Facebook in this is what has been happening is that users, if they respond to a promotion like student bank account and all the benefits in that, they install the app. And then when they eventually open the banking app, the banking app has no idea this user came from a student campaign. It will probably show a login page. And 99% of those students will churn immediately because, Jesus, I'm here for the student bank account with Bank of X or whatever it is. So one of the signals we get from Facebook is in real time, when that user opens the app for the first time, Facebook knows, because we have tracking capabilities, and it tells Swerve in real time, hey, Swerve, this user's come from the full student campaign. And what Swerve will do in that instance is completely change the onboarding experience of that app in real time. And you can tune this from dashboards and such so that it responds that intent. So all of these signals, be it geo or location, or increasing the AI and propensities, they're all signals to customer intent. And what you want to be doing in marketing is basically wrapping or changing the experience so that it's responding to that customer intent. Yeah, I think that, you know, we were talking about push notifications and they're obviously a valuable advertising and engagement solution. And it's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to mobile marketing. So tomorrow we're going to get into a deeper topic about one of the signals that we mentioned, which is understanding the context of location and events. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Barry Nolan, the Chief Strategy Officer from Swerve, for joining us. If you'd like to learn more of Barry's tips for building an effective mobile marketing strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning to discuss what you need to know about using mobile geofencing and location data. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Barry, you can find a link on his LinkedIn profile. You can send him a tweet where his handle is Barry No, B-A-R-Y-N-O, or you could visit his company's website, which is swerve.com, S-W-R-V-E.com. A couple of links in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. Just head over to MarTech Pod, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We'd love to hear from you, so we created benjshap.com slash question, where you could send us your topic suggestions or marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P, on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to part two of our conversation with Barry Nolan, the chief strategy officer at Swerve, we're going to publish an episode every day during the rest of the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Or if you'd prefer to have our content delivered to your inbox, we also have a once a week newsletter that summarizes all of our episodes. To subscribe, go to benjshap.com newsletter. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.